Hello, everybody. This is Ignorant Bliss, and you're listening to Julian Lytle. Um, this episode, I am talking to Janet Wade, half of the comic-creating married couple duo of Martheus and Janet Wade of Marl Productions. They've been making comics for like 20 years. Um, they just recently put out a, a Kickstarter for a collection of their all-ages um, action comedy comic Shinobi Ninja Princess. It's a hardcover collection. And I'm basically talking to her about the origins of the comic, um, how them starting a family affected how, uh, the type of stories they created, and trying to help get the uh, word out about this collection, this Kickstarter to help get this comic into more people's hands and into schools and libraries. So, um, do me a favor and, you know, listen to this episode. And if you like what you hear, just go to Kickstarter and search for Shinobi Ninja Princess. And hey, help uh, fund this along. Um, I recorded this before the Kickstarter and a little bit before. And now we're at a point where um, it's doing well. But it can always use more support, especially uh, help getting into schools and in libraries so more kids can get some cool stories, especially with like cool uh, girl action heroes. So I hope you enjoy and, you know, share this. Uh, this is also helped by uh, my new Patreon that I started recently, um, patreon.com Julian Lytle and yeah, here we go. Peace. Let's get yeah, yeah, this is my palace. Champagne uh-huh. in my chalice. Basically. I got it all covered like a wedding um, band. Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. So, Janet. Yes, sir. What, what kind of, um, to get some backstory, uh, how long have you been making comics and what got you into comics? Good Lord. That's like a million years ago. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't ever made comics on my own. You know, it was always like a collaborative effort with Mr. Martheus Wade. Um, so I guess, really, I started making comics because I was helping him on his project. And then uh, that was like in the, what, mid, late 90s. Mm. And then we officially sealed the deal and got married and stuff. And it's like, I just kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is that? Let's do some math. 90s. This is about like 20 years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, long story short, 20 years. 20 years. And, um, yeah. I know back when I first met you guys, uh, you guys were working on, on Jetta and mm-hmm. Tura and stuff yep. like that. How that's like basically, a, a, it's just, I should say, it's a similar story. It's like the grown up version of what you have of here, Shinobi. Of Shinobi Ninja right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the starting point happened <clears throat> with Jetta, where uh, 
the main character, Shinji Toshigawa, is like early 20s, you know. So, and everyone uh, in the story is like pretty much in their 20s, 30s and up. So, it's a it's a grown-up story. Um, uh, fight scenes, drama, love stories, things like that. And, um, and I guess it kind of turned when... Uh, when we got pregnant, I guess <laughs> that that I mean that's a big turning point. No matter what, whether it's comics or actual life, you know. Yeah. So, um, let's see. The, this is how it happened, okay? And it was it's kind of interesting, but I, I do remember um, fondly how how this used to be. So at the time. Uh, when when uh, we were pregnant is about maybe almost a, a little over nine years ago because Anakin's nine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Wade and I were like uh, doing some life reevaluating on where our careers were going, still trying to churn out the the comic book. And trying to basically do it ourselves still, you know, because that's how we've been doing it. We've been publishing it on our own, um, uh, putting out, putting it out on the web, trying to go on different media outlets, sending out press releases and things like that. We did that all ourselves and it was not easy to keep up with. And then when... Uh, when we became pregnant, it kind of like took our focus off of Jetta for a little bit because we had to like get our household together for, you know, get ready for a baby because that's, yeah. that's a big undertaking right there. Um, so things happened where um, we had two cars at the time, but he... He lent his car out to someone because they were having problems. And so we kind of just wrote that car off as like, well, that's not going to be our car anymore. We had one car left. So we were down to one car. But luckily, it was like, like my job was like right across the street from his job, which it was weird how it worked out that way. But we didn't question it, you know, we didn't question fate happening like that. We just said, cool, we're going to do that. We got this one car, we drive to work together, we go home together. So, um, our drives to and from work are like, yeah, about 35, 45 minutes, you know, mm. which, um, you can spend that any kind of way gossiping, listening to the radio, whatever, but we, um, we actually uh, were spending that um, talking about stories yeah. and what he would do. Like, I I don't know what he did on his job. <laughs> Obviously, he did his job, but he had, like, downtime to where he would, like, uh, do little sketches or write little snippets of a, of a story. And then on our ride home, he'd show me uh, 
because he had this weird rule that okay i'm I'm big and pregnant i can't drive <laughs> so so he he would drive and he'd be like here look what i did today besides work <laughs> and so i would read the stories while he would drive and then we'd discuss them or or you know we'd make suggestions or we'd say you know wouldn't it be cool if jetta did this and that and it started to turn um uh, the story started to turn towards like, uh, I guess, a younger audience in a way. And I, I don't know. I think we kind of did that a little subconsciously just because of what was happening to us Yeah. Uh, in real life, you know. So he like, it's, he, he drew, he drew Jetta, like a younger version of Jetta, like maybe 10 or 12 and he drew her like in a different type of outfit, you know. Um, and his art style was different. And he's like, well, what do you think about this? And I was like, hey, is that like a little kid Jetta? And he's like, yeah. And at the time, we were also like kind of going, uh, finishing up watching like Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of incorporated a little bit of that art style into how he was drawing. He, he used to draw like... Um, uh, I guess, like, a little bit more realistic, a lot more shading, you know, a lot more details and things like that. Um, But this one particular sketch of the young uh, kid Jetta that he did was a lot more simplified, um, a little bit more anime, you know, leaning a little more anime style. Um but had a lot of expressive energy in how he drew her, you know? And so I think after seeing that sketch, I was, I, I think I said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if like we wrote stories about like how she grew up, you know, like how did she grow up? Like her mom wasn't there. Her dad wasn't there. How did she grow up? What kind of friends did she have? Did she have friends? You know, was Gaudian always her uh, her sensei? You know, and how was their relationship? Was he always a, uh, <laughs> a hard ass on her? Or what, you know, what, what was that like when she was growing up? And so we would start kind of like saying, hey, what if uh, she grew up with like a, a bunch of uh, teenage ninjas just like her? You know, what would what would Kim her her romantic um, interest at the time. What would he have been like if he was like a a teenager? Was he like a jock, a jock ninja? What was he? You know, what was he like right? Like how? how yeah. Different. What was he like? What was he like? Was he a jock ninja? Was he always stoic? Did he ever like use conjectures or you know conjectives? I mean, did he ever? It was like, well, or was he always the dutiful son? How was tour like when she grew up? So it just kind of went from there, yeah. and we um, we just went ahead and uh, reimagined uh, based off of what we already established. We just kind of like took it back a little to be a little bit more fun, and we just imagined everyone like how they were when we when they were younger, when they were teenagers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember seeing you guys with Jetta, and I remember like really early on when. He decided to start, you know, showing his friends like what he was doing with what you guys uh-huh. were doing with this. 
and how different uh-huh. it was and how much more expressive it was. Um, yeah. I've noticed that, like, uh, it seems like you guys had pretty good success rate in terms of children reacting well to the stories. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we noticed, like, when... When we go to, con- on the rare occasion, we go to conventions now because uh, we have to manage that and find time for that. Uh, we do get a lot of, like, younger younger people coming up, like, people coming up with their parents. And the parents are actually like, my my little daughter, she's shy, but she's, she's read your book since, like, the book fair or whatever. And, and she loves, she practices drawing every day, and she just wanted to come up and say hi. So, you know, and that kind of thing, that kind of thing is, like, like um, that's really rewarding. That was really fun because that's, um, because we know we're doing this for somebody besides ourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, over the process of, you said that, like, the book fairs, you was able to able to get the first two volumes within, the like, the school book fairs, which is pretty mm-hmm. Hard in a different, a mm-hmm. different place to sell comics versus, you know, the the LCSs and stuff like that. Right. Um, how did some of that come about, and uh, how well has that done for you in terms of well, pushing the book? Well, um, uh, Mr. Wade actually he he is in contact with people at uh, Action Lab who met up with uh, Scholastic representatives and got us in. Um, and we think, like, we it's so weird that we didn't think about it at first, but it makes sense now that it's posed to us, you know, presented to us, like, hey, what about book fairs? Because, I mean, who doesn't remember how excited they were to spend their $10 on whatever it is they wanted at the book fair when they were kids, right? That was yeah. like that was like a big thing. You know, you got the little catalog, you planned, you checkmarked kind of like your little wish list of what you were going to look for when you went there. Try to scrape up your little change and, and go and, and buy what, what you could or maybe save up for like that. Um, my thing was like the... Uh, Oh, what do they call it? The Choose Your Adventure book, like the Which Way book. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it it didn't matter whatever I chose. My my person, my character always died terribly. Oh, it was like there was no way of figuring it out to the end. But I like those kind of books. But you know, those were my memories of uh of uh the book fair. But um, yeah. I mean this this really makes sense. Like if you have if you have books or a story that's uh, geared towards a younger audience, book fairs are book fairs, um, bookstores, um, libraries are where, where you'd find kids in books. You know, I, I, I hate, I hate, it really eats me up that, um, comic book shops are, they're they're rarely visited by kids unless the mom and dad brings them right because they there's not a big selection there's like a spot for the all ages and then the rest is like for grown folks like us yeah um but i mean um at the book fair the kids they could buy whatever they want 
the mom gives them ten dollars and they select they make their selections at the uh at the comic book shop you know <laughs> mom and dad have to look at what you got in your hand hold on put that back no you're not buying that today no we ain't doing that you know that kind of thing yeah. and that is if mom and dad even brings them to the comic book shop true um yeah because you know um um th- this is like uh just something that happened last week my my son is in boy scouts or our son is in boy scouts and i was talking to uh one of the other parents and they made mention they were like hey why don't you have a a shinobi ninja princess in this comic book shop that's on like a uh, poplar avenue we just came across it da, 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 da. and I, and when they described it to me i was like yeah we've been there <laughs> you know <laughs> and it just to, to us it's like we know where the comic book shops are because that's what we do yeah. that's where we go but this parent had never they had lived in memphis all their lives and they just found the comic book shop the past week wow you know so so it's like again, if if your book is only in comic book shops and it's meant for kids, and the parent doesn't even know where the comic book shop is, how is your kid gonna get the comic? That's crazy. You know, it's it's like you you don't even like you didn't think about that, did you? I didn't mm. think about that either. Is that's yeah yeah. <laughs> You but know, that's something that that is a reality right now. Like comic book shops are not, they're not at the forefront when uh, it comes to kids. And it's really weird because, because uh, the average everyday person is going to say comic books and think that it's something for kids. Yep. You know. Yeah. Still has that connotation. Right. So that's a weird. A that's weird a weird economy. mentality. Yeah. yeah. Uh. On that, I was yesterday. I was able to go into an Amazon bookstore. As mm-hmm. uh, as crazy as that sounds, a physical bookstore. Yeah, owned, I was gonna say like what? <laughs> owned and run by Amazon. Uh huh. And I, you know, I was like, oh, I haven't get a chance to be in here. I'll look around, and you know, my first goal is like, oh, let me see where these where the comics is at, where the, where the graphic novels is at. And then right. I go downstairs to the cafe, and you know, you got people playing with babies down there because you know, somehow bookstores become like town halls <laughs> or something and, and i noticed i look in the graphic novel section and then i look and i was like okay and then i look to the left and they have a kid section but then they have an entire kid graphic novel section that's separate uh-huh. from the graphic novel section and i was hmm. like well this is this is different and i walk over and i look at there i was like huh i see the i see the dog man i see like all the the books for the <laughs> The characters from the Captain Underpants thing, because it uh-huh, uh-huh. took us up like half of the half of the thing. I was like, God, this guy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of times like, Captain money. Underpants. Like, wow, he's he got the characters in the books getting their own books. He's amazing. Like, he killed mm-hmm. it. And I'm Raina Telgemeier and all her stuff. And then I'm looking over it, and I look over at the like the other teen, not teen section, but like that tween area. And yeah. they have like that book where like the where DC put out that Dustin Wynn did, where it's like all the Justice Leaguers are like eleven year olds or twelve year olds or something and in detention. Yeah, uh huh. Like, and it wasn't even in the graphic novel section, even though the whole thing is a graphic novel. I was like, oh, this is this is weird. This is interesting. Like you guys just put this over uh-huh. here with the regular books, and like uh-huh. all the books over there was like that. I was like, oh, like y'all are 
Oh, yo, comics is losing, bro. Like y'all over here. It, see, it, it is. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird how um how how people uh, kind of categorize things. You know, when they when they when they're made to like put them in different spots. So it, yeah. Yeah, that is really weird. It is. It's like they put the the comic books, comic books, what we think of comic books, in like a little mm-hmm. ghetto. It's like it's the graphic novel <laughs> ghetto, but like yo, <laughs> all this other stuff, this comics, they really selling out like units. So let's put them out there with regular books. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is oh okay. I see what the game mm-hmm. is. Marvel's, Marvel's failing. DC's kind of failing because they had half in, half out, half in mm-hmm. the ghetto, half out of the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Man, them Captain Underpants books. But yeah, um, killing it. Kill, they're just destroying the <laughs> killing game. Killing it. Um, so, and that's so weird because I didn't know who Captain Underpants was until Anakin brought home a a book fair catalog. <laughs> I was like, "What is this? Oh my god!" And he's like, "Don't you know?" Boy, <laughs> no, I don't know. What is this? I would have don't need to know about anything called Captain Underpants. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, Shoot. but um, yeah. So now that the first two, the first two books out, you guys are now doing a um hardcover collection, and yes. Action Lab is putting together a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which is the main reason I'm having you on today, so we could talk about this Kickstarter. Yes. So we can get it. Get Let's the, talk about the Kickstarter. There. Let's talk uh-huh. about Kickstarter. So this is. A hardcover that collects both of the first the first two books, right? As like one collection. Yes, with um, I believe it's gonna have additional illustrations and character designs and stuff. Stuff that we had to like when we um, <clears throat> when we put together the first trade, uh, we had to trim stuff down because you know I had to had to match a certain quantity of, of pages inside yeah. so we either had to <sighs> I'm pretty sure we had to trim some stuff down to fit it and this is this is supposed to be this kickstarter is supposed to be um, with our stuff back in it Okay. so it's going to have um, <clears throat> it's going to have like character designs our, our first pitch of character designs um I think I'm not quite sure but it might have it might have some like who's who if you need a quick reference on who the characters are um let me see how many pages officially cuz I know it's like 300 something Ooh. 326 pages Man, that's a tone. Full color. Uh, officially, they they put uh, three hundred and twenty six pages of action packed content and a beautiful cover by me. Yeah, you did the cover. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, usually it's it's uh, Martheus with the cover, but this mm-hmm. time you. He you said the, he wanted me to do something, so I was like, all right, let me do something fun but pretty. Yeah, pretty and fun, you know. I was on it like ninjas. yeah, yeah. I I I had to look up uh the meanings of of flowers in Japanese culture. Yeah. And shoot, and I forgot just that quickly what kind of flower this is. Yeah. All I know is uh, that I see flowers with ninjas. But it's supposed ninjas. to mean courage. 
Okay. Her, her, the flowers are beautiful and pretty, but they're supposed to mean courage, courage and strength and bravery. So, I was like that. That pretty much uh, embodies what she Andrea means. So, and her little journey uh, in the uh, in the stories that we have in there. So, so I, I forgot the, yeah. the the title of the first trade because uh, that was like. Um, that was like was the first time like you seeing the character as a teenager and her like learning mm-hmm. and meeting all the friends because you guys are doing the light the light is only so so heavy it's like I just can't forget that one that one would just sound hard lightning oh you know. <laughs> lightning Oni yeah, yeah the first hard. one is just kind of like a the introduction uh, so uh, we just named it Konuichi Hime which yeah. uh, is Japanese for of course Ninja Princess. So, Shinobi Ninja Princess, Ninja Princess. (laughs) Yeah, for the people who don't know, it's like, yeah, that was cool. (laughs) It's a lot of repetition going on on that title, (laughs) but, you know, it it helps you remember what it's about. It's about Ninja Princess. So, um, it looks like you guys have a lot of different tiers here. Like, the first tier is a digital, is a digital copy, and then the second one, for 25 is of course the actual physical book mm-hmm. then, which yeah. is a, a you know a good price for a hardcover yeah it is that thick 300 Shoot. some pages yes you might be able to use it to defend yourself in a fight <laughs> that's true a knife won't go through it yeah you know that's real hard <laughs> so I see the next one has a poster Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some... we have some good stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, what, I was like, you, you don't have one with a T-shirt, but the ones that I really found interested was the ones where you can, if you pledge a hundred dollars, you can donate mm-hmm. five copies to school, or you could donate five copies to a library. What, what, yeah. what brought about that? Like, what um, what spurred that? Well, that idea? um, well, well, like you know, this is kind of like going back to the memories of uh, book fairs, you know. If you scraped up your money together because mom and dad wouldn't give you their their extra change, then you could possibly go find a book that would fit your budget. Um, And we're just kind of remembering that there are kids who don't have anything to scrape together uh, to even go to the book fair. So all they could do is like, look, Yeah. you know what I mean? Um, And we actually with our son's uh, library, we had extra copies, so we just gave it to the library to you know so they could check out and uh Anakin says like a lot of the kids they like it like there's a girl in his class who who keeps checking out the book every few months or so and talking to him about it and he's like (laughs) he's like why don't you just go get it just go buy it already (laughs) just tell your mom to buy it I think uh I think he suggested that if she has a birthday or something could he just uh, get one for her. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we did that. Um, and also, um, you know, just to give, give, uh, opportunity for kids who, uh, you know, can't even attend a book fair to take a look at it. I mean, I know for me, this is, uh, this is how I usually do stuff. I, I go to a library and like off of a, a internet tip or or someone I know say hey you need to check out this book from such and such 
And instead of me just going out and buying it to try it out, I go to see if it's at the library to check out first. Okay. And if I like it, then I actually put down money at a store to buy it. So that's that's how I think. I don't know if that's how everyone else thinks, but you know. Um let's see, what else? Oh, um I know that uh like you know those little have you ever heard of like the little neighborhood uh libraries? Those those little structures, they look like little houses. Oh, they're, they're like books outside in. Yeah. in the public. Yeah, and you yeah. you are free to donate your books, and people could check them out or return them or donate whatever. Uh, we've done it to where we we actually uh, put a few books around town, like in those little uh, neighborhood libraries, so that the kids could take a look at it. Kids or grownups or whoever whoever wants to check it out, you know. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's that's really actually that's pretty smart. Yeah. Just to just to you know, get more kids to um get them in the hands of more kids cuz like I said, uh these are in in comic book shops, but if the parent doesn't know to even go to a comic book shop, yeah, they'll never. You know, never never to bring their kid with them to the comic book shop, it's it's not going to get read. It's not going to get picked up or noticed. We just want to share our stories. <laughs> That's sure, all. We're just trying world, yeah. to, we're just trying to see how we could uh, get stories out there for people to to notice. So, so how long is the Kickstarter? Ooh, um, I don't know. Is there? Let's see. Um, I think we're trying to get stuff done by. July. It should be launching like within the next few days. Okay. But we're trying to get everything like done and out <clears throat> out in the mail to people by July. Okay. So I don't I don't know how a lot of Kickstarters work if this is like a quick turnaround or if this is like average, but um about, it feels fast to me. A month, so you guys would probably yeah. do the month long Kickstarter. Yeah, it um, feels it feels pretty fast to me. <laughs> yeah, well it sounds like um unlike some Kickstarters I've seen, you get the the goal is not to be a year out, but it's just like okay. No, that's way too long. Get the money that that and, feels way too long. And yeah. Get it out to the to the people. I think right. that's a really good thing. I think some of um some of the issues with Kickstarter these days is the lack of timeliness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of complaints about about stuff like that. So we we don't mm-mm, mm-mm, we don't want to keep people waiting. I mean, if you if you support us enough to put some money down, we want to we want to make you happy, definitely. Yeah, so um Yeah, I think you guys got some yeah. good t-shirts going on here. And you also have one way the people can get drawn into the comics. So how that's going to work? How is that going to work? Uh, well, I'm guessing that um, the uh, Action Lab, who's helping us run the Kickstarter, they will forward us like contact information for the people who reach that tier. And uh, Mr. Wage is going to like, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have a quote unquote speaking part <laughs> in a panel or. Or if they're gonna have a fight scene, or what's happening? But I mean, he's done it before. We have, 
we have friends where we need like a a big group scene or <laughs> someone makes him mad and uh, he, he'll draw us like someone getting cut in half or something like mm. that. I don't know. If if that is what uh, uh, a supporter would want, you know, you could put that in the notes. I want my head cut off. You know, it's like, okay, cool. We could do that. Mm. Maybe. It's a ki- kids-friendly book. So, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll do a different thing. But <laughs> you could turn it to like a wood or something, like a doll. And oh, yeah. There you go. Some, some ninja magic. Turn them into something. Then they get cut up or something. Disney death scene where they just fall off a cliff and you never hear from oh, again. <laughs> Leave that hole open they can magically come back. We're like, ha-ha! Yeah. <laughs> For the straight-to-video sequel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was like three Lion King sequels and whatnot. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's amazing, y'all. There was a, a, um, a Hunchback of Notre Dame sequel. I was like, what's what? going on here? Y'all are getting creative liberties with the original content. There was a Hunchback sequel? Damn. Sir. Yeah. They they didn't sing all the songs they wanted to sing, so oh, they made man. a sequel. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to say to uh, to the five folks that are going to be listening to this? Five people... Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to me ramble. I hope I made sense. <laughs> I hope I encouraged you <laughs> to check out our Kickstarter. Um, we're going to be uh, forwarding you the, the link. And then once it goes live, you know, just, just be like, it's live. Go to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to it, five people. Uh, spread it. Share it. Uh, talk about it in the internet cafes and stuff. <laughs> Any, um, if you if you guys have like kids who are interested in like uh, action packed stuff or One Piece or Naruto or Avatar Last Airbender stuff like that fun animated stuff because we we're tr- like our our artwork is very animated it is it is not a bunch of people just standing around talking um let them know about it. We want we want to know what some kids will think about our stories, about our art. So, yeah, cool. check it out, please. Um, you guys going to be any more shows for the remainder of the summer or the, the spring and the summer? Uh, I know we are looking forward to um, uh, in, at the end of June, June going into July. Uh. Uh, there's a anime convention here, Anime Blues Con, which, oh my God, I have to finish. <laughs> I have to finish a cosplay for Anakin. He wants to be, um, he wants to be uh, Josuke Higashikata from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So I'm gonna hook him up with mm. that. Um, I forgot which one that is. Which is the? That's that's the kid with the pompadour. Oh, that's the one from the, the one with Crazy one. Diamond. The yeah. Diamonds are forever. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. I, I I look forward to seeing pictures of that cosplay with the yeah. with the crazy pompadour Th- here. This thing, I'm I'm so stupid. I have a sewing machine, but I'm hand sewing the whole thing because I'm scared of going too fast of what kind of mistakes I make. So I'm <laughs> hand sewing this damn thing. <laughs> oh, that's that's all. Oh, that's the oh. What else? I think sometime in the fall, like uh, leaving out of summer going into fall, there is a Memphis Comic Expo, which is um, another, you know, another local um, 
event where it's actually uh, geared toward creators, comic book creators. So, like, Mike Norton, he usually attends. He's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This time, Larry Hama is going to be there. I'm excited to meet him finally. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like a two day convention and you get to meet all sorts of creators. So we're looking forward to that. Um, if there's any other suggestions that we could possibly drive to, uh, because you know, we, we're tight on time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Sure. I don't know. Y'all do more shows than I do. What? Yeah. I don't (laughs) go to shows. I don't like traveling. It's all too much money. I get too tired. I, I know. Can't, can't there be like um, uh, you just log in and it's a show? Can't there be like one like that? <laughs> I'd be awesome. Just a virtual show. show. I'd be great. <laughs> but all right, mm-hmm. Janet, I'm um, I'm glad that you were able to come on. Well, thank I, you I for having you, me. I uh, I know that the Kickstarter is going to be successful. Y'all going y'all going to get it. And thank you. I'm glad I'm able to help. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we we really do appreciate it. All right, I'm gonna let you go and, and go enjoy some some more JoJo Bizarre uh, Adventure. I'm just gonna sew this jacket. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna <laughs> do. I'm gonna stitch a lining in this jacket. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right, tell the uh, the rest of the ways I said uh, said. All right, tell you peace. Okay. Okay, thank you. Ignorant Bliss can be found on ignorant-bliss.com. It can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Critical, the Movie Critics Network on Block Talk Radio, on the Taylor Network of Podcasts, also on Twitter at IGBL Podcasts, along with my own Twitter at Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. You can also support this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Julian Lytle. Thanks to all the people who support this show each month. Also, check out the show Culture Trapping, which I'm a host on, and the Speaker Talks monthly show on David Brothers' site, in which me, David Brothers, and Jamila Rouser talk about music once a month. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And see you next time. And the grass is always greener on the other side. Maybe you should come take a trip sometime. Oh, you seem keener when they turn to night. Got you tripping out your mind, baby. Tell me. Sign as the pressure